Oh, hi there, and welcome to Good Talks. My name is Mark Little. And I'm Marie Murataya. And today's episode is brought to you by the wonderful, fantastic, and fabulous people at Bean Chata. When horchata just won't do, Bean Chata is the drink for you, fully endorsed by Justin Bieber. Have you ever thought about what it would be like if we made lentil chata instead? Oh, I've never thought about it. Um, now you are. Now I am. Congratulations. In, thank you. I'm thinking it wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. Um, probably if you put enough uh, cinnamon and let's see, what is the other ingredient? Sugar. If you have had enough cinnamon sugar in there with the bean water, uh, the lentil water, because I feel like lentils are really just kind of um, mysterious beans. Yeah. Is that a fair? It feels fair. Mysterious beans, I guess, because they're like in the shape of flying saucers and everything. Yeah, exactly. But they kind of, but they still taste like beans. And they have, if you like mash them all up, you'd be like. Yeah. We did that. Remember we made um, lentil burritos or lentil, we made BRCs. That's what Mm -hmm. we did. We did the El Pueblo Loco BRCs, but instead of beans, we used lentils. So we made LRCs. Whoa. See, look at that. And now all of Mediterranean has just had its mind blown. Well, that's called Mexican Mediterranean fusion, my friend. Dang, it really is. Maybe I should open a Mexican Mediterranean restaurant fusion and I could just hire us because honestly, we've, we're pretty much writing the book on it right now. And we're both Mexican slash Mediterranean or I, of that descent. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Well, because you're Mexican and I'm, well, and you're a mix, I guess, of both, huh? You're you're a hundred percent mix of those two things. I'm Mexiterranean. You are Mexiterranean, and I am Mediterranean and and um, British, so I'm Britterranean. So I could put some of that stuff into some sort of like a meat pie too. Wow. Yeah, shepherd's pie. Oh my god. Or a trifle. Speak. Oh, trifle. Both. If you're familiar with the show Friends, you understand my reference. Oh, I don't understand at all. What is a trifle? <laughs> Other than a hoe. Okay. Other than Shut a trifle and hoe. A trifle, it's uh lady fingers, a layer of jam, which I made from scratch, custard, sautés with bees and uh, beans and onions, peas and onions. No, I'm saying this all wrong. But anyways, it's layered like custard, then jam, then lady fingers, then more, like those things just all layered. It's just like a pudding type of dessert. Mm. Okay. At Fleming's we had it's, a we had a berry trifle for a while, but I was just like it's like a parfait. Okay, I get it. I get it. All right. Yeah, so Mediterranean Mexican fusion, I'm into it. I'm very much into it. Oh, yeah, so the mystery is revealed. I'm also from Malta. Uh, according to my grandma, she's dead, so I believe her. Uh, that's how it works. Yeah. And um, so uh, Mediterranean and British. Oh, yeah, the other thing I was going to say about Britain and their foods. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is these are two uh, diverging thoughts. But the Br- Great British Baking Show, amazing. They create all kinds of fantastic treats on there. It looks absolutely phenomenal. They probably created trifles before. They probably did. The reality, though, is I went to England with my family after my mom won the trip on the prices, right? Mm -hmm. Well, actually, it was just me and my mom and my dad because my brother was in France. Um, And in in England, I had some of the worst, most tasteless desserts I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And I don't even understand I don't know how the Brits have such a low standard of quality for desserts. And so if you're British and you're listening to this, please feel free to write in. Maybe I'm, maybe it's just my taste buds are different. I've become so accustomed to, uh, you know, Taco Bell, the cinnamon twists that, well, uh, yeah. mm-hmm, that, that the sweetness of a British donut 
seems to be nothing more than kind of stale cake without sugar. Hmm. Yeah. You got to go to France or like Paris for the good desserts, maybe. Yeah. That's what my friend Ryan told me. Mm -hmm. He said that everything was bland except for dessert. Yeah. And that's exactly how I felt when I was there. Mm. Um, I forgot you went to France. I did for like a few days. Okay. I would want to go back because I feel like I didn't get to see Paris or France in general, just like I respect that. A few a few days is a few days is probably not enough to uh, you know, fully take in a uh, place and a yeah. culture, all that. But see then I went to Barcelona for I think it was we were in Barcelona for like three and a half days. Mm-hmm. We did Paris in two and a half days. Barcelona I feel like I feel like I'm yelling, but Barcelona that much time mm-hmm. was enough. Hmm. Like we did because we saw all the Gaudi stuff, which is amazing. You would, you haven't been there, right? Mm-mm. Oh, that sh- that should be on our bucket list because okay. you would, you would be amazed. I would seeing it in person. Me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just because you're very artistic, mm-hmm. and it's just like I've seen pictures and I had seen pictures before and thinking like, okay, it looks like you're in Toontown at Disneyland when you see pictures, mm. but when you're there and you see how big these buildings are, mm-hmm. you're like somebody did this mm-hmm. and then there's the whole gaudy like it's like a park mm-hmm. um which is just amazing so hmm. it, it, yeah i really i really liked barcelona but that was like the highlight for me and that's really all i needed of it yeah just to see that one part because i feel like the rest if we did the beach one day which is really great but the rest is like beaches and clubs to me i mean mm. i know there's probably missing something definitely did churros con chocolate chocolate or whatever uh-huh which is amazing too i think we did it for breakfast every day oh my god beaches and clubs though yeah i mean that's I just, a, a visa big... that's like the biggest party island like in the oh, world yeah 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 and some of my friends went there yeah uh-huh nice they, they had, had fun. some good stories uh-huh. i'm sure they I'm did i'm glad i didn't go why you didn't well, want to do ecstasy with them i was 20 at the time and very naive mm-hmm. and wouldn't probably would have been scared Mm, I think yeah. if I like, you know, if I went now, I'd be like, okay, whatever. Sure. But then I just, I'm glad I didn't mm-hmm. have the desire to go because I don't think I could have handled it. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't do any of the clubs in Barcelona either. I just knew of them and I don't know. I they were you. expensive to get into and all this stuff. So. A thousand euros? Yeah. But the food in wow, Spain. Wow, that's really expensive. Yeah. I don't know. No, <laughs> the food, you would hate it. I know I would. It's all tapas. I know. I went to a tapas <laughs> restaurant one time, actually twice, because I went once for your birthday, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, F that place. Um, but I also went to a place in San Diego one time, and I was there on a date with this girl, and I was like, what is this? She was like, it's tapas. And I was like, this is so stupid. This is like, why would anyone come pay for this? This like rolled up fried macaroni and cheese, or like whatever this dumb shit is. Oh, so she's the one who I have to blame for your not wanting to eat out. Maybe dating I rules. I mean, I don't know if it's really her like her fault in particular. No, I'm I would more blame the um, the, the cuisine serves. <laughs> you know what I mean? That place. Yeah. It was cool. Like the atmosphere was cool or whatever. But man, I just remember like seeing the food and just being like, Yeah. You're kidding me. I I remember we went to this one place in spain mm-hmm. i think it was like our last night there and like the, obviously it's like places don't open mm-hmm. like dinner places don't open until like eight o'clock at night oh yeah and so um we went to this place and it looked very like it looked very corporate mm-hmm. it was like 
I don't know, the Chipotle or not Chipotle. Let's think of a, a more more of a restaurant style. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, we're like BJ's, the, like a BJ's. Yeah. Or like um, Chili's, Chili's, P.F. Chang's, P.F. Chang's. OK, the P.F. Chang's of Spain. Ugh. I know. And that's why I say that, because I know you don't like I know how you feel about P.F. Chang's. But it was I feel like, like it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing place. It that's was how I feel. like everything. All the tapas were overpriced, mm-hmm. and they'd come with like four. Like, let's say you got bacon wrapped dates mm-hmm. for like twenty two euros, which oh my god, yeah, no, and you would get like four or five of them. Wow, it was ridiculous. That's why there's and so then, many so many bombings in Europe. Sh- I swear, yeah. to, that's got to be the reason. Because people are like, are you serious? You want me to pay this much for this? I don't think so. I mean, this is one restaurant. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's one restaurant. Guarantee if there's one restaurant like that, there are multiple. There are okay. multiple. And I'm All not right. trying to I'm not trying to make light of any bombings. All I'm right. just saying, I think I'm getting to the bottom of it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you and I ever go to Barcelona, mm-hmm. we would have to be very careful about, we'd have to get like, an Airbnb that had a kitchen mm-hmm. so we could cook because yeah. we would probably be so hangry all the dang time, mm. especially because like I remember we would be, we'd walk around all day mm-hmm. looking at everything and like hardly eating, you mm-hmm. know, we'd stop and get more churros yeah, and then we'd be so hungry and then a restaurant wouldn't be open until eight o'clock and it would be packed mm-hmm. like. And then we'd be like, oh, no one, we were all college students. No one had all this money to go spend. So sure. we'd get like a few things and still be starving. Yeah. It was rough, but it was okay. Then we went to Paris after that, I think. Yeah. And um, Paris was fun because, again, the food wasn't as good as Spain. It was way more bland, but the desserts were like mm. bomb. The Top crepes. Notch. We found this little alleyway that had the best crepes. And so we just went there every day. And got crepes, which that kind of like, sounds like a good plan, honestly. Yeah, because you just get your egg and protein and like. You oh, know. I, I didn't even think about there being oh. egg and crepes. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, interesting. I remember <laughs> when uh, when I was in Copenhagen, uh, same trip, and uh, we went to the store. We went to the grocery store because we were staying in a little Airbnb apartment, and we were trying to. I was trying to find some food. I was eating chicken at the time, surprisingly, oh. and that's not really a thing they seem to sell there. At least not in the <laughs> same type of way that they sell it here. Yeah. So I was like looking through the stuff. I was like, what is all this? This is terrible. And of course, everything's in a different language too. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, oh, this, I really don't trust any of these things. I know. And then, uh, so I, which is so stupid because obviously like millions of people live and survive off of all the food in that grocery store. But uh, actually, probably should have trusted my instincts because I picked up some sort of like rye bread because it didn't seem to really have normal bread either. Yeah. It was just like a bunch of seeds that were like mashed together <laughs> into some sort of like solid loaf. So I got that. I was like, oh, this could be okay. I don't know. I was thinking of like the Mimi's bread, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like because it was dark and had like some oh, nuts that in Mimi's it. Bread is yeah. so good. Mimi's bread is fire. It's absolutely wonderful. But this bread, so I took it home, ate it. And I was like, oh, this is nice. This is this is moist. And then you eat it and it just tastes like pure salt. I was like, oh, uh-huh. this is really bad. Um, so I ate like one piece of it because I was really hungry. Maybe more than that. And then the next day I was so sick. Like yeah. one of the sickest I can recall being. And um, oh. so I just stayed in the Airbnb all day. And my parents like went and <clears throat> roamed around roamed around Copenhagen, which is amazing. I love it there. I know, that's one of the places I really want to go. Super cool. Just like people riding bikes all over the place and 
Yeah. Architecture is fantastic. They had good desserts. They knew what, I mean, they made the Danish, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was Oh no, for fire. sure. We went to some, some place like that. And I met up with uh, Candace Stevens, who was there at the time, who was uh, just, uh, you know, just, just, just uh, hanging about. And she wasn't just hanging about. She was there with her boyfriend and who happens to live there. Uh-huh. And it was awesome. So Very cool. Because you don't usually get to, at least I haven't, met up with many of my friends yeah. um, serendipitously in, uh, in other, other country. countries, especially yeah. countries I've never been to before. Or that are so far from home. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what's interesting. So that was super cool. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, two thumbs up for Copenhagen. I would recommend it. Um, the public transportation, absolutely fantastic. Get the yeah. Copenhagen card. You can get into all these different museums and stuff. I sat on a gigantic chair um, that was made to look people make people look smaller. All kinds of cool oh, stuff there. Fantastic. Yeah, man. Really cool. Really cool. So that was a great trip. Yeah. And uh, so explore Europe. www.exploreeurope.com. That's our website. Um, mm-hmm. Feel free to log on and, and book a trip. Um, it's really, it's, that's not actually not our website. Yeah, We're not no, gonna, I don't know whose website that is and sorry for trying to, uh, take hold of it for five seconds. No, it's okay. We actually are probably just drumming up some business for them. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Big shout out. They're actually going to be sponsoring the podcast next time, <laughs> which I don't know if they know that, but it's true. Anyway. So in other news, I've been reading, uh, think and grow rich lately. Uh, I read, I've read this book probably three this will be my third time maybe. really yeah it's a good book it's a really good book by napoleon hill and it's kind of like i don't know if it's what started all the self-help books but it's very much like one of the grandfathers one of the forefathers yeah. of all that when was it published uh it was published in a year that is preceding this year um and also before 1990, I'm going to okay. say also before 1989, uh, also before uh, 1937. Wow. Yeah, 37. So it's pretty cool. He's got he's got some interesting stories in here, and he uh, uh, spoke directly with Andrew Carnegie, and according to him, like that's the whole thing is like how he how he figured out uh, that this is the book he wanted to create. He was interested in essentially what do all these uh, really successful wealthy people have in common yeah and like what is their secret more or less and uh, andrew carnegie was like hey you should write this book and he said all right i will and andrew carnegie is the uh the guy who had carnegie steel which was like a multi-million dollar yeah steel company back in the day that was just running things and um yeah it's a great book it's very much about mindset and having you know there's a of course there's a whole bunch of steps in the book but Overall, it's about mindset and persistence and just um, belief in yourself and yeah. and focus on your uh, on your definite chief aim in life. That's what he calls it. Chief aim. I like that. Yeah, it's great. It's a great book. I, how do you notice it when you compare it to, you know, the more modern books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, mm-hmm. um, and then even just the ebook that we've both read by Gerald Peters? Mm-hmm. How do you, you like... What do you think of it in terms of comparing it to modern thinking on this stuff? It's very, I mean, it's very much the same. I'd say very similar. Um, This book is very focused on mindset. Okay. Like more than, more than the other books. I mean, the the other books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad and 
um, Gerald Peters book are both focused on mindset. You know, it's, it's in there and yeah. they, they make mention of it, but in this book, like that's kind of the thing yeah. is, is getting your mind and your subconscious under your control. And so he's talking about, you know, affirmations and, and yeah. things that basically just like whatever you repeat to yourself over and over and over and over again is what will, uh, is what will happen because his argument is that your subconscious is, um, though it may be latent back there in the background of, of your mind, it's, it's the one really controlling things. Mm -hmm. So if you have certain beliefs about yourself, whether it's in relationships or business or your health or whatever it is, like, unless you get in front of those things, unless you plant the thoughts you want to be planted there, yeah, you're just stuck with whatever you got when you were five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, yeah. twelve, whatever. So that's been interesting. And actually, I think I picked this book back up because I was um, scrolling through someone's uh, Instagram feed that uh, that is like a very successful uh, trader. So a guy who's just made a lot of money trading and whatever. And so I was just like, I just started following him not too long ago. So I was like, all right, I'll stock the feed a little bit and like see what's up. Yeah. And so there was a book in there that um, stuff I'd heard of, but I'd never like looked into before. So like, um, like Hermetics, you ever heard that? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, what is this? So I started Googling mm -hmm. that and um, which is essentially like the same principles okay. that are in this book, Okay. which is like. I mean, there's, there's, I think there's like seven or eight principles. Um, and what hermetics are is the, um, it's basically the Egyptian religion, like more or less, mm -hmm. um, that all, it, it all has very much to do with like the universe and, uh, as above, so below. And like what you think about comes about. And that's basically the, yeah. the whole thing is like what you think about comes about. So, uh, yeah. So I started, I started reading that or not, I was listening to YouTube videos about it. Mm hmm and then I was like, oh, this reminds me of Think and Grow Rich, blah, blah, blah. So, um, boom. Yeah. It all it all works together. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think it's important, too. It's it's really neat to see how long ago that was published mm -hmm. and what he's talking about. Because, you know, I think a lot of, and I've thought this before, and I know that this can be something that maybe create some sort of fear or just hesitation within people what? when they're going for what they want. But just the thought of like, well, back then, if you look at something like that, like back then things were different, you know, mm. back then, like 1937, that's right before World War II. World War II sure. changed the economy at the time and it was booming because of that. And maybe it was easier for some people, maybe not. Like, But the regardless of all the stuff, the technicality of all of that, mm -hmm. The mentality side of it, this the formula for that, it's it's still the same 100%. because you know, I don't know if like you're like you said, what you think about comes about. That is not you can't you can't break that mm -hmm. unless you truly believe that it can be broken, like. Yeah. Like if you're going to sit here and say, well, it's too hard now. The There's too much inflation or, you know, there's too many people getting big on Instagram. I can't be one of those. Like no one will ever notice me. Well, then or, you definitely won't. You won't. But if you continue to just see yourself doing it mm -hmm. and kind of like get in front of all of those things, mm -hmm. 
it's going to be the same as it was for someone in 1937 as it is now. Oh, yeah. Depending on what you want. So I just, I I find that really cool to see that, you know, that in literature, um, all of those lessons, they still hold true in modern day. No, absolutely. And it's interesting, too, because, like, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, I don't avidly read the Bible. But Mm -hmm. if you listen, if you look at, like, Proverbs, too, like, there's a bunch of stuff in there that's just like, oh, yeah, like, if you read that book, um, I mean, because so many people are like, oh, the Bible, meh. like, no. not, not a fan. Um, but if you just read Proverbs just as like a straight, like self-help book, like anything else, or just like yeah. wisdom, you know, I mean, there's, there is, of course, a bunch of good stuff in there, too. And yeah. it's just like, and then you just see, I guess it's just kind of the process of cross-referencing things. It's like, okay, talk about this here, and they talk about it here, and they talk about it here, and they were talking about this in Egypt like 3,000 years ago. Yeah, it's interesting, it's like, huh? It's like, who are you playing by thinking you can get around that, right? It's like, that's, right. It's that, all, that ain't it. All of those mentalities. And even, um, I remember I took the, I think I've talked about this on the cast before, mm. but I took a very cool Buddhist Buddhism class because mm. it was, gosh, was it Buddhist liter- literature? I can't remember now, but we had to read a variety of different books. So essentially mm-hmm. it was, but I can't remember if that was what we were, if it was specifically literature, if there was something else going on. Mm-hmm. But there's this really good book that actually, I've said it before, and we need to read it together, that I, ha- I have a copy. Hmm. You would love it. But it's, um, it, I just remember the, the professor of that course saying, like, we had to read, it might have been out of Proverbs, we had to read an excerpt, excerpt of the Bible mm-hmm. and compare it to a section in this book we were reading. Oh, yeah. It was like word for word, same thing, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she, but it, see, and I, it was so dense for me at the time. And I'm trying to remember back then, I think I was, it was at a time I was a part of a big church, Christian church. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, I was afraid at the time to interpret the Bible on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, you know, not nothing against the church. It was my own thing. Sure. Like I was just like, well, no, I don't know what they would say about this. Yeah. And so I remember going into this lecture being very biased and then it wasn't until years later when I reread that Buddhism book and then I decided to do it on my own and be like, I want to try that again. And like, try reading I, it again. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, like comparing the sections or whatever. Oh, sure. But I, that's when I really like, she was basically telling us like, look, it, it's the same. And mm-hmm. I was like, nah, right. you know, which is, that was my like 20 year old mind too. Sure. So mind you, <laughs> that there's some, you know, just stubborn uh, qualities there, but Rereading it later, I was like, this is really cool and interesting. Mm-hmm. But that was, you know, I don't know. It's like those lessons are all over. Yeah. Um, and they're important. And if you're not going to believe me <clears throat> or you, then go read them from someone else. Sure. You know, read some more concrete examples. Sure. Somebody that's older that has experience. Yeah. I think we might have talked about it a little while ago. But what I really want to sit down um, my mom has this really awesome friend oh, who yeah. is a reverend at um, a very small like, community church. Reverend Jeremiah Jones? Reverend, oh no, her name's Reverend Pat. Oh, but she is very wise and just very, one of these really open-minded women. Mm-hmm. She's been doing this for a long time. I actually think she's more of like a retired reverend now. But mm-hmm. um, she's, you know, very... Um, 
She's got a lot of years on us. Let's put it that way. I won't, sure. I feel bad calling anybody old, but she's older. I mean, and she's lived a lot of years and she has a lot, a lot of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And when I've sat with my mom and talked to her over, you know, we've had lunch together, a coffee or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just blown. I just feel like I, I barely, like I understand what she's talking about, but I barely get anything out of it because there's just so much more I want to ask her and learn from her. Yeah, She's just such a wealth of knowledge about this kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. It's not just like random stuff it's like it's this um you have the control of your life and you can do what you want to do and she's and but she's got this background this very spiritual background to it which is amazing and really cool um and she can tell you ways that she's seen it work for her other people but yeah she's somebody that i really you know and i always tell people i'm like talk to your elders yeah you know go in and pick their brains and see see what they would do differently see what they did that works or what they would maybe recommend you do and then mm-hmm. think about it for yourself and how you would handle things like i don't know yeah so yeah no I, I get that and that just reminds me today i was reading in thinking grow rich i was reading the chapter about faith and it was just talking about you know he's talking about faith in in your idea mm-hmm. and like in yourself and also in what does he call it he might i think he calls it infinite intelligence which is just oh, yeah. god yeah uh and I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause this book is, this book, like yeah, I said, yeah. it, this is like one of the it's a big influence, the big times. Yeah. But, uh, but just talking about how important that is, that that's how miracles happen. You know, whether it's like a, like a miracle, miracle, like a Bible miracle, or it's like yeah. a miracle, it, something that you feel like is miraculous in your own life. Like freaking mini cooper reposted you oh yeah and reposted your photo yeah that was pretty magical yeah i'm saying so that's cool but it's just it's it's where you put your faith that the things that you that, right. that those things will happen right so it's like all right yeah i have faith in myself like i i, I trust in myself for whatever and then just it makes me think of um russ who is uh you know who russ is uh, he's a rapper but he's <laughs> no i don't know but he's great he's he's really cool um and what I what I like about him, what people don't like about him, we'll start with that, <laughs> is that he's got, he sounds very egotistical. Like, he'll talk, and he's like, I produce this myself, I mixed it myself, I mastered it myself, like blah blah blah, like <laughs> I did it all myself. And, but then when you actually like listen to him and let him explain it, like he may communicate that in a way that's um, a little brash and and you know kind of abrasive. Sure. Um, but behind all that is is he's talking about like napoleon hill and not necessarily this book but other napoleon hills uh uh, napoleon hills other books and basically saying like there is no room for doubt in yourself like right if you're trying to make it especially at something that has you know a decent amount of competition to it it's like what are you going to sit there and doubt yourself for he was like even when my music was trash i knew it was the greatest music there was because mm-hmm. I knew what I was still capable of and like, yeah. things like that. And so I just, I just think that's such a, a powerful mindset to adopt. Yeah. And, and it's, a, and it's on, the only people who are going to have a problem with that are the people who, you know, you're doing more than really. Yeah. Cause it's not like, and if someone who's above you looks down on you for that, then they kind of lucked out to get, to get above you, I'd say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. I mean like above you and like levels of success or whatever. Well, yeah. And of course that's a sliding scale that people exactly. measure in all different ways. But yeah, man. So just uh, faith in yourself. 
So yeah, I got it. You got it. I got it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's funny. It makes me think actually just today I was watching a video by Rachel Hollis who, Rachel um, Ray, Rachel Hollis, Mm. who I've talked a lot about her on here, but she and her husband do this, like the last 90 days challenge. So for the last few years, they've always done it. It starts this month, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it's the last 90 days of the year Oh yeah, where they're challenging people. You have to make five uh, there's, and they have a thing I've never done it. I'll admit it, but I, I still pay attention and I still, what is it? It's you, they have five things you do every day Mm -hmm. for the last 90 days of the year to, um, Basically, it's like five healthy choices to make mm-hmm. every day. So like one of them is walk or not walking, but move, doing some kind of movement for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So whether it's you take a walk or go on a run or, you know, do some weights or do some yoga, yeah. whatever it is, um, you do that. And then there's other eating habits on there. Like she calls it the way she phrases it is five ways to bless your body. Oh, OK. Um, and so today she posted this video because she does a live stream or a live Instagram every morning and they kind of are cheering everybody on or whatever. Uh-huh. But it, I, from what it, from what I could tell, she's basically trying to let people know <laughs> that are coming into that live and commenting in it. Yeah. She's, she was letting them know there are no loopholes because she said people are coming in kind of saying, well... I need a rest day. I can't move 30 minutes every day. What about a rest day? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, um, one of the things I'm I thought my was... eyes right now. Yeah. He, and because, yeah, I'm like, really? You can't take a walk? That's a rest. Like for, you know, me and you, that's a big rest. Oh my like, God, yeah. Um, that's what like walking was invented for. It's a rest day. That's what we do on rest but day. It's, and, and I love this because you and I have talked so much about movement in just every, in your daily routine, even if it's five minutes in between everything. Yeah. Like he's doing, he's dancing around right now um but so then she goes go ahead well it's just it's funny because because we're kind of talking a little about the bible and she's a great christian woman she's always shouting out the bible and i'll put that out there but i guess somebody might have commented saying something like like there's supposed to be a sabbath day or whatever Mm -hmm. and it was it just cracked me up because she goes what and now the bible's in this she goes just get out there and move don't make a loophole like the bible isn't there for you to make a loophole out of it you know or whatever she said but it's just interesting because i know i've done it i know i've found little loopholes for myself on a day you know where maybe i'm less motivated and i'm like well you know i deserve a break you know, but really I had promised myself I was going to get that blog post out that night yeah, or no, whatever it is. I get you. We've all um, done it. We've, we've all, all done, done it. it. And so I like. And it never feels good. It doesn't. That's the crazy part. And that's part. what she's saying. She's like, in the end, at the end of the day, like you're, this is something that you're doing for you. You have all the control. Yeah. Like if you don't want to be here and, and do, take on this challenge and have this community yeah. for yourself, essentially, then don't do it. Yeah. But she was, I just, I liked that term, like. Don't have loopholes for yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, So when you're doing this, when you're, you know, being about these things and reading these books, that's something to keep in mind that because I know like as I read Rich or not Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but as I've read High Performance Habits, Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll sit there and think, well, I do all these things. Maybe I don't need to. And then I start that rabbit hole, like don't Mm -hmm. need to do this or don't need. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, do I really want something like this or is this is this my end goal? Because if this is my end goal, mm-hmm. I got to put it all first. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's that's true. my that's my rant. Yeah. No, very, very ranty. Very ranty. No, it's true, though, because it's it's just like a workout, man. It's uh, if you skip it, you're not no one else is hurting because of it. 
you know mm-hmm. i mean sometimes it mm-hmm. might it might annoy other people because you're like hey 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 what well, <laughs> okay I, I thought we we're working out together uh i thought i thought we were on the same team i thought we we're going yeah. for it but uh but in the end it doesn't hurt anyone but yourself right to to no. skimp on your goals and to cut corners and and to do things like that and i don't know just Wait. like like i was what I was gonna say the only time you and I have ever let each other off the hook for not working out is when we're really sick. Yeah, no, you like can't. Like when you can't work out because no. you can't hurt your body. Yeah, exactly. That is the or when we've hurt muscles or something like that. Sure. But I will say, in three years now, yeah. that has been we have worked out consistently at least three days a week together. Yeah. And like solid workouts. Yeah. So I'm pretty proud of us. I just have to shout that out because yeah. it's, it's really once you find someone that can keep you accountable because sometimes that's what it takes. Yeah. Like my roommate, she's amazing. She can go to the gym by herself, mm-hmm. at, like, and meet her goals and do stuff. And um, I I praise her because I'm like I I do need when it comes to working out. I I know what I need, and it's to have someone there that keeps me accountable, mm-hmm. and that keeps me meeting my goals. Yep, which is fine because I make sure I have someone that will yell at me when I say I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> yep, it's true. Just kidding. It's true. It's true. Uh, yeah, I'll, I will scream until I lose my voice. Just coach. to just to get you back in the gym, that's a hundred percent true. Well, all right. Anyways, on that note, on the note of uh, screaming ver- at me, yeah, verbally verbal abusing abuse. in order to get people working out. Oh gosh, I'd say this has been a good talk. I say so too. I'm glad you're reading that book. I I will have to read it. It's a great book. It really, really is. Um, and it's just, it's a powerful reminder to keep the right things on your mind and keep the garbage out of it. You know, and that's, yeah. and I know I've been a little more hard on you lately about that kind of stuff. Like yeah, you you, you're saying certain stuff to me and I'm like, no, that's like, but you know what? That's not what I believe and it's not what I want to believe. And, and I think, you know, me well enough to know that's not what I want to believe either. Sure. And so that's what's, I think that's, what's good is that I like personally know I've, I want you in my life and mm-hmm. I was probably attracted to having you in my life for those reasons. Sure. Um, I mean, I know I was now, sure. but it, you know, and I appreciate you holding me accountable, just like I hold you accountable when you, I mean, you haven't done it lately, but mm. there have been times when I felt like you've doubted yourself or certain things. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like, okay, I can let you know, you know, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Like, don't, don't think that way. Yeah. No. Um, there's a, there's a, only the room. For the for the yeah, positive mental, you know what I mean? Like positive mental. That's just where it's at, man. That's where it's at. Yeah, yeah. And that's where it's staying. Exactly. Boom. On that note, this has been a good talk. <laughs> yes. My name is Mark Little, and I'm Rimurataya. And this episode was brought to you by Bean Chata. When horror Chata just won't do. Bean Chata is a drink for you. And guess what? It's fully endorsed by Justin Bieber. One day, that young man is going to be on this podcast. And he's going to say, I do fully endorse it. And you're going to hear it in his beautiful, beautiful Canadian voice. A. A. All right, that's it. See you later. Adios.